Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corrigan, joined, as always, by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes and Brendan the Producer Pika. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. I'm chilling like a villain, man. Oh, that's you, the you know lamest thing I've heard in so long. <laughs> off to a rough start right <laughs> off the bat. Depends on which villain. All right. That's a fair Dr. point. Are you feeling like the yeah. penguin or are you feeling like the Joker? Because there's yeah. there's a pretty big difference in quality penguin there. Literally and figuratively. Get oh my gosh. Do I it. just want to be done with you guys right now. Assuming all three of you are still listening to us, yep. thanks for sticking with us. Uh, today we are doing a deep blitz into the wide receiver position, breaking down our top ten. A wide receivers before the season starts. Not a super deep dive, uh, but a, a quick discussion on who we think is the top 10, why, and our expectations for this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. So I think we can just jump right into it. Andrew, at number one, no surprise. And, and I do want to mention, uh, before we do start the list, um, I don't agree with the rankings of all of these yeah. players. Yeah. This what? is a, a combination of all three of our rankings, exactly. Brendan, Andrew, and myself. We should so. mention that. We all made our own top 20, <laughs> and then we basically meshed it all yeah. together to find our top 10 kind of agreed upon. Or some not agreed upon. But uh, you Yeah, know, there's, there's some just, uh, discussions we'll be having later there's, on. There's but, a lot. There's a at, lot there. <laughs> at the top of the list, it's pretty smooth. At no, number one, good. we have Michael Thomas. Yeah. He was number one the, at the position last year. You know, he dominated pretty much in every category. Uh, 149 receptions. He was a dream for PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 1,700 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, he really did do it all. He led the league in receptions, yards, and targets. He gets it done. Yeah, uh, and yeah he's, he's elite. He is the cream of the crop. Um, yeah, there really isn't anything to like or anything to dislike about his game. You know, the Saints offense did make a switch from the the deep-throwing team that they used to be uh, to now just not necessarily dinking and dunking, but Michael Thomas is successful because he gets the ball pretty quickly uh, and in space. So, you know, I think he's going to do it again. And the reason yeah. he's number one is, one, we've seen it. And two, I think he's most likely to replicate uh, what he did uh, last year. So I think he has the highest rate of success and really fancy football is trying to minimize risk. So yeah, Michael Thomas he, is number one for a very good reason. We also got to remember that he put up these numbers leading the league in receptions, yards and targets with, without Drew Brees for about half the season. Yeah. It yeah. Teddy, Teddy B. Throwing to him, which could be worse, but it's yeah. not Drew Brees. So theoretically, if Drew Brees, if Drew Brees <laughs> plays the full season, you can expect the same. I, I, yeah, you should expect this level of production from Michael Thomas. I was gonna say, if not better, but th- these are crazy numbers that it was gonna be hard to replicate. But you know, if anyone could do it, it's gonna be Breeze to Thomas. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and truly, there's not a whole lot of other receiving options. Jared Cook, you know how I feel about Jared Cook. Yeah, you know, Andrew, Emmanuel do you think Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be that big of an impact this season? Uh, he's not gonna be that big. I was high on him earlier, but looking into it, it's it's all Michael Thomas, man. I mean, Jared Jared Cook is really the only one that's going to take away the points from Michael Thomas. I think just in near the red zone, um, but it's it's going to be all Michael Thomas. 
Yeah, and I mean the Saints by all accounts should be pretty solid this year. So in a in a year where you know off season's been affected by COVID, uh, the Saints should be a potent offense once again. A lot of continuity. I would expect more more greatness. Um, at number two, I know you love him. You know I love him. Devonte Adams. Uh, he had a very rough season last season. Uh, and let me tell you, because I had him in all of my leagues, I was fun. a big believer in Adams last yeah. year, and I still am. You know, he he burned me last year, but it's not because of his talent. It was because he got hurt. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, he's a super healthy guy, hasn't dealt with a whole lot of injury issues, uh, but he had the classic case of turf toe last season. Yep. Uh, that is a really rough injury for a wide receiver, and you saw what it did to his game. You know, he is typically an elite runner, elite separator. He's fantastic. And he is the only show in town. Yeah, uh, I agree with Packer that. fans around the world can agree with me that yeah. that was the most disappointing draft you've ever seen in your life. So <laughs> it was something. It, man. <laughs> and Devin Funches isn't even playing the season. He opted out. So it really is the Devontae Adams show. Yeah, no but we know what he is. He is fantastic. Uh, Adams, he gets it done year after year. He did finish 22nd last season in a highly disappointing season. But truly, uh, there's a solid chance he finishes the season as the number one. You know, he doesn't get peppered with as many targets as Thomas, but I would argue he gets better opportunities, uh, especially in the red zone. I mean, he is the show. So I love Devonta Adams. I think he's the... I think he really is the only person outside of Michael Thomas that I would put my money on as potentially finishing number one. Yeah, he's I I agree to put him at number two just because I think he's the best. I actually most people think he's the best route runner in the game. Just just watch the tapes. He's he's amazing. He's got the connection with Aaron Rodgers, and like we talked about, um, consistency is going to be key this season with all the craziness happening. And Rodgers to Devontae Adams, that's going to be. As, as good as it can get. Yeah, that's a connection we can believe in. Um, yeah, so I truly expect a return to form this season. Uh, I don't like to anticipate injuries, so I'm just going to go into the season with a clean slate and feel the exact same way I did. If Devontae Adams is my number one wide receiver, I feel very good very about happy. that. Yeah. Uh, at number three, we have Tyreek Hill. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, he missed seven games last season but he still finished with 860 yards and seven touchdowns. That's impressive. I mean, here's the issue with Tyree kill. He is so dependent on his speed. Uh, When you are a fine specimen like that, uh, it's like a cheetah. If you have, you know, just a little bit of an injury that messes up what makes you special. Uh, He's a good route runner. He is a good wide receiver. But what makes him special is his speed. So if he is hampered by a hamstring injury, you know, that, that is reason for concern. But he's just one of those players where, you know, you can have zero points through three and a half quarters. Yeah. But man, you only need that yard one play. Uh-huh. And he's involved. You know, they really do employ him on the field in all different ways. That's one of the reasons I love him, uh, just because his utilization. You know, Andrew Reid gets creative with Tyreek Hill. And because of his athleticism, he just gets it done. So I'm a huge fan of Tyreek Hill. You know, I think three is an aggressive ranking. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the same uh, wide receiver pedigree like Julio Jones or Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill is a very different type of wide receiver. Yeah. But he's he's a special type of talent, and I don't have any issue. He is very yo-yo-like. 
Um, you know, you look at his stats at the end of the season and feel really good, but it's going to get a, you know, there's going to be weeks where you feel a little let down than other weeks where he just, he wins you the week outright. Mm-hmm. So if you're that kind of exciting, uh, I guess, thrill seeking fantasy football player, there's nothing more fun than having Tyree kill on your yeah, team when he goes off. The exact that is a reason, good feeling. That's the exact reason I have him a lot higher on my list is because he has that potential. Yeah, he's fun. He is. I think he has the highest potential out of all these wide receivers on the list to have the highest scoring week. Yeah. He, oh, absolutely. He has the highest ceiling for sure. He yep. has, yeah, I'm he with has you. Absolute highest ceiling with a very balanced offense and the best quarterback thrown to him. Yeah. It's a great position. Uh, just as long as he stays away from injury, which again, you can't think like that. So just assume he's not going to get hurt and he's going to be top three. <laughs> for me. Yeah. No, I dig it. At number four, we have Julio Jones. He finished third last year. Mm-hmm. Mr. Consistency. Andrew, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a good analogy for Julio Jones. My first thought was a Volvo, safe and dependable. Uh, but yep. that seems kind of disrespectful <laughs> to Julio Jones. So I'll say a Volvo with a racing stripe. Accurate, sure. not accurate. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Okay. No, uh, Julio Jones, yeah. you know, he's been doing it at such a high level for so long. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. 99 receptions, pretty much 1,400 yards. The only th- knock against him is his touchdowns. He only had yeah. six touchdowns last season. And every single year, no matter who their head coach is, no matter who their offensive coordinator is, they always say, we're going to focus on getting Julio Jones the ball in the red zone. Yep. I don't know what the disconnect it, is. It never works. I don't uh, get it. Huh, I don't get it. But here's oh, the thing. Man. He doesn't need the touchdowns. He gets it done yardage-wise, mm-hmm. and the touchdowns are just gravy. So I think he's a really safe option. Um, you know, number four, I think, is a good spot. Does he have yeah. the number one upside? Yes. Yes. Is it as just high a likelihood? Cut. No. <laughs> yeah. But no, Julio Jones is a great player. This should be a team that should be, I'd say, pretty competent on offense. Mm-hmm. They did lose Austin Hooper but Calvin Ridley is a ascending talent. Um, and I think him and Julio Jones are going to be a pretty dynamic one-two punch. I think Julio Jones is still the one of the one-two punch. But, I mean, I remember when it was Roddy White and Julio Jones. Eventually, was, Julio Jones oh, overtook. Man. So I think Julio is still the lead dog. Um, got a couple more years in him. Yeah, absolutely. So if he's your wide receiver one, you're in a good position. Yeah, you can you can look at his stats from last season. His worst game the entire season besides week 13 where he was injured was uh, 42 yards, 42 receiving yards, which not that good, but he's putting up so many 100-yard games. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hundred 700-yard games last season. Um, like you said, he puts up the yardage, and if he can get those touchdowns, then he's he, he can be number one. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. Huge fan of Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, number five. This is where it starts to get a little wonky. It's uh, Deion, little what? It gets dicey here. Gets this dicey. Where... Yeah, it's joking, joking. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he's in a new new place, and that's a huge reason why there is a little bit of concern surrounding DeAndre Hopkins, especially this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to the Cardinals. Uh, this is a team that I love. I am very enamored with the 2020 Cardinals team. Um, I love Kyler Murray. I love Kenyon Drake. And yeah. I love DeAndre Hopkins. Give me I think this it. is a match made in heaven. 
And when you're thinking about facing, you know, a legend like Larry Fitzgerald, who, you know, I, Larry Fitzgerald seems like the kind of guy that would help teach other receivers. So I think him and DeAndre Hopkins are going to become very good friends very quickly. I think he's going to do great in the desert. Truly, Kyler Murray, you know, he needs his guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has experience with young wider or young quarterbacks. You know, he did the same thing with Deshaun Watson. So I'm a huge fan of DeAndre Hopkins. I do think he's going to take a pretty big step back target wise. Um, you know, he really was the show yeah, uh, in Houston. Yeah. Uh, and now with the Cardinals, it's going to be different. Kyler Murray is a very run heavy quarterback. Uh, he runs a lot more than Deshaun Watson as typically young quarterbacks run more <laughs> as they develop as throwers. Exactly. Um, but you know, I, Deandre Hopkins is an amazing, amazing player. I do expect him to regress in catches. Um, but I think the efficiency will go up in the red zone. Um, that's somewhere where the Cardinals really struggled last season. Um, and I think that's a place where as they become more mature, they added Deandre Hopkins they have a more effective running back. They're going to get more opportunities and they're going to capitalize more often. DeAndre Hopkins, just because it's a new team, just because it's still kind of an enigma, is he going to be a great player? Yes. Will he have awesome games? Yes. There's just too much newness for me to be super comfortable. Yeah, Normally he'd be near one, two, or three, but put we'll put him at five and next season there's a legit chance he's the number one wide receiver. Yep. I was just about to say that. I was going to say next season we could be making this list and number one's going to be D hop. If, if the connection is there, um, I we're I think all of us here, uh, all three of us are super high on this Cardinals offense. We're very excited for the potential that it has. And uh, D hop is, is now the center of it. So it's going to be very exciting. Five is a good spot. Um, yeah. Could, could be even higher at the end of the year. So, yeah, uh, man, number six is my least favorite fantasy football player uh, ever. I, um, I, I, I don't think I could love stand him, him which don't makes a lot of sense. Him. The fact that I cannot stand him and you yeah, love him. Absolutely. Uh, That's how it works. <laughs> number six, we have Amari Cooper, the bane of my fantasy football I existence. So much. He was 10th last season. So congratulations yep. to Cooper. He got paid. Congratulations. Ended the season with 79 yards. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. 79 receptions. <laughs> 79 yards. 79. That'd be a bad season. 79 receptions, 1,189 yards, and eight touchdowns. Jeez. Here's the deal. Cooper gets it done. Uh, yep. Love him or hate him, at the end of the season, he's going to be a, a good player. I have had him. I've owned him in the past, and I've hated it. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. It's, it's really, it would be a re- it, having Amari Cooper on your fantasy team for, I think the only time you would end the season happy with having, having him on your team would be last year. Any other season, I feel like I would be upset with having him on the team, but he's, he is a yo-yo player. Like we've talked about. I feel like that's giving him too much credit. It's, it, <laughs> but I mean, it is because week 15, only 19 yards, right? But yeah. That's check sucks. this out. Week five against your Green Bay Packers, 226 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I remember. I mean, that's what it's all about. <laughs> I remember. That's what yeah, it's all about. Week man. 15 it's, playoffs, 19 oh, yards. It's. it's I, I like safety. I like consistency. Um, 
Amari Cooper scares the crap out of me. I That's not the kind of player I want. And I feel like the people who like him the most are the people who never have him. <laughs> because once you have him, you're like, oh, wow, this is not nearly as fun oh, I <laughs> as I thought him. it was. I, I loved him. Oh, there was, there was never up. a time where I, I was upset so much. about having him on my team. Although wow. I avoided him for the last couple of years. But after he yeah. moved to the Cowboys, I was like, it's, it's a great move. He's got Dak Prescott thrown to him. Uh, Cooper is more likely going to be lining up in the slot more frequently after the addition of CD lamb. Uh, but with that addition, I think there's the downside. They have a lot of offensive weapons. Now CD lamb, Michael Gallup really stepped it up. Blake Jarwin, Blake Jarwin tight end. Surprisingly is uh not a bad option. Yeah, He's emerging as a pretty talented player yep. and a pretty big sleeper right now. And, and Elliot can receive as well. Not that he's going to a lot, but it that's the only part that concerns me that's going to be the downside because you are going to have those days where he will only get 19 yards and you're going to rip your hair out but he's he's on this list because of his upside yeah i mean he can get it done and that's something i cannot take away from the guy Uh, i am worried about his targets you know michael gallup is a really really good receiver cd lamb the Atlanta situation. very, very talented receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amari Cooper, I mean, if they wouldn't have paid him, I'd be a lot more concerned. Oh, but, yeah. you know, I think he still will be the focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's two other really great options who are developing. Yeah. Uh, that's so, the reason why he's not in all the way up in, in my list. And by all the way, up, I don't mean number oh one. God. I don't mean number I one, but I mean Amari Cooper on the list because there's so many, so many targets that'll be to other offensive weapons whether oh, uh, when I instead you look at Amari. a team like the saints it's all going to be michael thomas so i hope i never meet him in real life because i would I not be able to look him in the eye here's the I thing just... man i just the cowboys offense i really like but the cowboys as a team i just i feel like i i don't know it's a it's a whole thing. I don't know why I have this obsession about the Cowboys offense with Dak and Cooper. It's but because you're a fanboy. I and don't a uh, hype wagon. I, I never bandwagon. That's I what never want to say I like the Cowboys because the whole America's team thing. But I mean, the Packers are America's team. So a... no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> number six we have Amari Cooper, which you love him, you hate him. End of the day. Well, at the end of the season, he'll have he'll have good statistics. So oh. if you're the kind of player that likes to roll the dice, mm-hmm. he is the one for you. Let's Just make sure you team. have your tums ready. Yeah, let's go uh, number s- on this next pick. Yes, number seven is a you know he's a player I really really like. Yeah, Kenny G, Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions, finished ninth last season. He has shown a really steady uh, progression in his seasons in the NFL. He you know, I, th- I can't remember if he was undrafted or drafted quite low, and he really has proved himself as a very, very capable wide receiver. He's developed, he's established himself, and he's improved as a route runner every like single 26. season. Yeah. yeah, only 26. Uh, unfortunately, he followed Calvin Johnson, so those are huge shoes to fill and impossible shoes to fill. But Kenny Galladay has emerged as a really talented playmaker. Uh, last season, he was ninth. Uh, 65 receptions, almost 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, led the NFL in touchdowns last season. That was without Matthew Stafford. Yeah, <laughs> that was with David Blau. I mean, that, oh my gosh. Oh, he was an amateur magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. 
Yeah, on the Thanksgiving game, he did magic tricks. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> so Kenny Galladay got it done with a joke at quarterback. Oh. With Matthew Stafford, Gosh. I truly think the sky's the limit. Kenny Galladay is somebody I'm heavily, heavily, heavily targeting this season. Mm-hmm. He's some. He's someone that people just don't seem all that sure on. They're, yeah, they're, he's so overlooked because they just go, oh, Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. Nah, not for me. But Matthew Stafford. I mean, fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise, not that good. But he will throw it deep to Galladay any day of the week. He just, I mean, it, like you said, he slings it. Took the words out of my mouth. Kenny Galladay, Stafford connection is is amazing. I mean, they, they've been playing together for a long time, and I have full confidence in Galladay, and he's going to be consistent, and that's really important this year. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I love Stafford coming back. You know, I think Kenny Galladay with a competent quarterback is going to be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. So he's somebody that I could easily see in the top five uh, next season. Absolutely. So I'm a huge believer in Kenny G. I think yep. he's a great value this season. Uh, the only downside I can think of, uh, Stafford has shown a propensity to getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So that's something that does concern me, but you can't play fantasy football scared. So Kenny G, I am all aboard the G train. Yep. Uh, number eight, we have Chris Godwin the fantasy football darling from last season, finished second last season. Coming out of obscurity to finish as second overall is huge. He got it done in a major way. He is a beast after the catch. He had 86 receptions, 1,333 yards, nine touchdowns with a Jameis-led Buccaneers team. <laughs> and I'll, just, I'll say it this way too. At number nine, we have Mike Evans. So yeah. eight and nine, we have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, I disagree with that ranking. Uh, I have Chris Godwin significantly ahead of Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans was 15th last season uh, with 67 receptions, 1,157 yards, eight touchdowns. But they're going from Jameis Winston, who one, couldn't see, and two, just didn't give a damn. And he he slung it like he didn't care. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Bruce Arians offense? I, I truly think with Tom Brady coming to town, I think Chris Godwin fits Tom Brady's play style quite a bit better. Tom Brady doesn't have the arm strength he used to, but something that Tom Brady's a master of is reading defenses and timing. You know, that is what he is elite at. That's where Chris Godwin, uh, that's where he just does his damage. You know, if him and Tom Brady can get on the same page, I think Chris Godwin's better than Julian Edelman ever was or ever will be. Uh, Chris Godwin just has the athleticism. Yeah. Julian Edelman's a great wide receiver. I, I don't want to take that away from him, but I think the best thing you can say about Julian Edelman is he's got grit. Yeah. Chris Godwin has talent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, the, so, honestly, the best part about Edelman throughout the years is the connection with Tom Brady. Yeah. In my friendship. Head. That's the, that's the highest compliment you can get. Exactly. Yep. Friendship trumps all. <laughs> but that's the only reason why I ever thought of drafting Edelman on my team because it's like, oh, his connection with Tom Brady is just um, amazing. And that's gone. And Chris Godwin's uh, there to fill that fill that hole in Tom Brady's heart. Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do feel way stronger about Chris Godwin. Um, and I in my rankings, I do have Godwin significantly higher than Evans. Uh, Andrew, you have Evans higher than I do by quite a bit. Yeah. Sell me on Evans. So let me start off by saying why I'm not as big of a believer. Go I it. still like Mike Evans. He is always a good bet for over a thousand yards, which is, is fantastic. 
That's um, sounds like you're making is, a case for why he should be in the top ten right now. I see where we're going with that. <laughs> um, you know, he's a prototypical wide receiver one. He's got the size. He's got the ability. Yep. I don't think there's going to be enough targets here for Mike Evans. I don't think he plays football in a way that lines up well with Tom Brady. And something that Mike Evans is great at is being a big body in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have Rob Gronkowski. They have OJ Howard. You know, they have these big bodies that they can throw to now. So if Chris Godwin's the the speedy yards after catch guy, Rob Gronkowski has a history as being the red zone guy for Tom Brady. He does. And, yeah. And then I'm not saying he's going to take everything. And Gronkowski is a huge mystery player at this point. Yeah. We discussed Gronkowski at length with our top 10 tight ends. Um, but yeah, Mike Evans, it's hard to say. You know, is Tom Brady, you know, did he make Bill Belichick or did Bill Belichick make Tom Brady? Oh, nice. The only big wide receiver that they've had before is Randy Moss, which obviously went that very, very well. Yeah, that worked out really well. <laughs> um, but that was a young Tom Brady, and that was Bill Belichick. So I'll, I'll be curious to see what happens with Mike Evans. Can he be a top 10? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am very worried. I am much more worried about Evans than I am about Godwin. There is a lot of change. Tom Brady's coming to town, and Tom Brady plays a very different style of offense than Jameis Winston. Yes. So yeah. I'll be curious to see how this turns out. I feel much safer about Chris Godwin finishing high than I do about Mike Evans finishing I, high. I 100% agree with that statement about trusting Godwin over Mike Evans because I believe Mike Evans is turning into more of a boomer bust player throughout the years. Um, there is going to be less targets, but I feel like Mike Evans is going to get more receptions. So Mike Evans only had 67 receptions last season, but he was targeted 115 times. Is that due to James Winston not being able to see? Kind Probably. of. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's Tom, Tom Brady is a better <laughs> quarterback. No one can deny that. Uh, he's going to get Mike Evans the ball to, to the point where he can catch it. I mean, it's, I do want to point out, Andrew. Yeah. People can deny that because Jameis Winston had more fantasy football points. He had than more Tom fantasy Brady football points. So yes, there's an argument but argument to be made there. There is a safer quarterback for this receiving core, and I just looked at the numbers in the last four out of six seasons. He has eight plus touchdowns for those seasons, um, and obviously Chris Godwin was a breakout player last year, and that really didn't eat up a lot of Mike Evans' fantasy points. He still was a top wide receiver. He was 15th last year. He missed four games due to injury. Um, The whole thing about in the red zone, is Gronk going to take most of the targets? Yes, if Gronk is healthy. Gronk is a big question mark like we talked about and we will talk about further. Um, And if if Gronk's not playing, then it's straight to Mike Evans. Bruce Arians doesn't like O.J. Howard. There's a counter-argument there because O.J. Howard barely played last season. Um. It it is a safer bet going Godwin, but I still think that the ceiling is there for Mike Evans to finish as a top ten. That's why he was on my list. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you at all, and there is a great opportunity there. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. You know, Andrew, we have them ranked eight and nine mm-hmm. as our combined rankings. Um, in my my personal rankings, Mike Evans is not in my top ten. Um, you know, how closely do you have them ranked? So if this wasn't a combination, do you actually have them eight and nine? Um, I would have, I had Godwin over Galladay 
So I I had uh, Godwin Galladay Evans. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and at number ten, we have somebody I don't agree with at all. I'm curious to hear your point. <laughs> um, this is somebody I had last season. I'm yeah. very experienced with him. Uh, number ten, our combined rankings. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Cooper Cup uh, is begrudgingly who we have in our top ten. I really like Cooper Cup, the person, the player. In my top ten, makes me feel a little sick to my stomach. But wow. he finished fourth last season. Uh, and everybody who owned him for the first chunk of the season, we felt so good. He was unstoppable week after week after week. And then he disappeared. It was gross. It was horrifying. And hopefully you traded him before that happened. Because um, just as quickly as he dominated, I mean, there were conversations. Is Cooper Cup a legitimate wide receiver one? Uh I think the jury's still out. Uh, I mean, we have him ranked high. This is a Rams offense. I think is still fighting their identity. And truly, when he was on fire, that's when the Rams looked the worst. <laughs> I mean, when Cooper was getting all these points, that's when the Rams looked like they didn't know what they were doing. Towards the end of the season, they started to look like a better and better football team. And that's when Cooper Cup started to do less and less well. Do I think those are related? Perhaps, you know, there was an emergence of Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. Uh, they did lose Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, they do still have Robert Woods. I think there's a good chance Cooper Cup lets people down. I think Cooper Cup is a very solid wide receiver too. Um, he obviously has the upside. We've seen it. And I mean, here's a fun fact about him. He averages a touchdown every 9.3 catches. That's a really good touchdown rate. Um, yeah, and truly, I mean, that's what you can hope for. He gets peppered in this offense. He had 94 receptions last season, 10 touchdowns. That's pretty darn good. He can't go, I mean, he's a super safe option. I don't think he has the upside of a, you know, Amari Cooper or a Kenny Galladay. No. Um, no and I don't think anybody's going to try to argue that. We saw glimpse of, glimpses of that last season, but I think that's an anomaly. I think he's a really good player. Do I think he's a top 10 wide receiver? No. <laughs> That's, I mean, it, it's close. He barely squeezed by in 10th. But the main reasons why I put him in my top 10 is I just looked at the stats, right? He was top oh, 10. That's in a solid argument, my friend. He was top 10 in yards. <laughs> he was top 10 in touch. He finished second in touchdowns. He is an absolute red zone threat. He finished. What did he finish? Second, fourth last year? Yep. Right? Fourth last year. Um, there's no more uh, Brandon Cooks. He's gone. So I I just, I mean, there there is the two. The, Los Angeles likes to run the two tight end offense. But I think Cooper Cup is still there to receive all those targets. Jared Goff likes to go with someone that he, that is consistent I think that's, I mean, he did, like you said, have a rough patch midway through the season. Uh, not still, midway, second half. He's still, not. I wouldn't say second half. Mm. He, he got a touch, one touchdown in the last five of his games. So I'm sorry, are you saying that's good? I'm saying that's one good. One touchdown in five games? No, 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 one touchdown in each of his last five games. Yeah, okay, there we go, that's pretty good. Yes. I must, uh, must have misworded that, my bad. But 
It's uh, he didn't put up, he hasn't put up a lot of hundred plus yards, but I think he could get more targets than last season. And if he keeps doing what he's doing with a not so great Rams team anymore, they're going to need to throw the ball and cups cups, the guy for the job. So it is close. And if there's anyone that I believe that will not, that, that I have the least faith in is Cooper cup making this top 10, but I still think he's good enough. Yeah, truthfully, I have Robert Woods ahead of Cooper Cup. Um, I think Robert Woods will be more involved. I think Cooper Cup won't be. Um, But no, I mean, once again, Cooper Cup's a solid wide receiver. I would not want him as my wide receiver one. I'd be thrilled to have him as my wide receiver two. Exactly. And you could get him at wide receiver two, potentially, because he's going in like the fourth round. So Yeah, yeah. But Uh, Andrew, let's do another segment here. Uh, What player not listed? Could you see finishing the season? Let's say top eight. Top eight? Uh, I'll start. A player not in our top 10 that I would not be surprised, and actually I'm betting on them finishing top eight. It's crazy. I think DJ Moore um, from the Carolina Panthers. We saw him dominate last season with an awful, awful quarterback named Kyle Allen. He was garbage. We all saw it. It was a horrible, horrible season. If he was able to do that with Kyle Allen, uh, DJ Moore just lit it up last season. And you watched him develop as a route runner, a catcher. He was involved. Kyle Allen had so many uncatchable passes or uncatchable throws. He just did not set his team up for success. I think DJ Moore takes a major step forward with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I, I think he just has the potential and he's going to have the opportunity uh, to make a huge difference this season. I would have Cooper cup. I, I have DJ Moore ahead of Cooper cup as is right now, yeah. but I certainly think he could finish top top eight. Uh, DJ Moore is my bet to take a major step forward. Dare I say a Chris Godwin like leap. Oh snap. All right. I like that. I like that. I'm not going to argue against DJ Moore. He's a great wide receiver and I can uh, see that happening. Uh, my guy I'm going to go with is Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. So you said who could finish top eight. Well, Allen Robinson finished eighth last year. Um, and this is in a half point PPR. It's the ESPN standard. Uh, he had 98 receptions, over 1,100 receiving yards, seven TDs. He put up these numbers with Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel thrown to him. That's not good, just like... Uh, just like in Carolina over there with DJ Moore. Putting up this good of numbers with not-so-great quarterbacks, I, I I think that that's top eight potential. Yeah. Now he's got uh, Nick Foles, who could potentially be thrown to him. He's obviously the number one option for Chicago. They haven't made any changes in their offense except drafting a uh, tight end and then signing Jimmy Graham. So do I Big think moves. that those guys are going to be that involved? Not at all. So, uh, Allen Robinson's the, the clear offensive weapon there. Um, he finished third last year in targets with 154. And again, that's with Trubisky. Yeah, those are garbage to, targets. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, with a more accurate quarterback. I, I'm on the side of start Nick Foles, but you know, it's, it's looking like it's Trubisky, but even with Trubisky, Allen Robinson finished top 10 last year. 
Um, Can you imagine Allen Robinson with a good quarterback? Oh, it's he went from Blake Bortles to Mitch Trubisky. It's sad. It's sad because he is a top ten wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. He's but a really he's, good, talented player. He's just on a terrible offense. He's he's on an offense where they they want to run the ball more, but David Montgomery just didn't do it. Um, averaging three point seven yards a carry, they need to rely on what works, and that's throw the ball to Allen Robinson. So that's my guy. Yeah, that's a great one, Andrew. I have a surprise. Uh, question Surprise for you question. here. Oh, geez. All right. So, Andrew, take a take a really good look at our list, our, our, to, okay. our top ten. Okay. Which player of the top eight? Mark Cooper. Would... <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, go for it. I just that's my answer to everything. Go for it. Uh, I mean, that's gonna be my answer. Uh, oh, <laughs> which player Mark. of the top eight would you see as most likely, or who would least surprise you? not finishing as a top 10 wide receiver. Uh, for me, it's Amari Cooper. I can see, you know, when he plays, it's like lightning being caught in a bottle. It just seems so unlikely that he goes off when he does, but he does. I yeah. can easily see a world where he gets less targets. He's less focused in the offense. And he, I truly believe he's a streaky player. So when he's hot, he's hot. When he's cold, he is cold. If he has a couple of cold games in a row, I can see him really cooling off. So I could he's the type of player that I can see he had a good yo-yo last season. It could be a bad yo-yo this season. He'll still have those three games where he makes up a year's worth of production. <laughs> um, but no, I would not be surprised if he is the player we're talking about next season as having had a colossal bust with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin, and Ezekiel Elliott taking up a lot of the attention of Dak Prescott. It's it's really hard to argue against that because I do agree that his production could go down uh, because of all those target sharing. Well, and um, I do. I'm sorry to interrupt, Andrew, but yeah, no, the Cowboys it. have probably the most talented roster in football, they which usually never people. translates to success. But yeah. they have a really solid defense who just got better with the signing of Griffin. Um, you know, I can see where they don't need Cooper as much. They don't need him to be that field stretching dynamic playmaker um so i can see where they're more conservative i mean it's not like they have an old school <laughs> coach like i don't know mike mccarthy <laughs> so, um yeah i can see where they more conservative uh a really good defense slow the game down and mari cooper becomes less of a need oh man yeah it, it's really hard to argue with that um Oh, this is tough. So which of these top eight will not make top 10? Is what Who would you be least surprised would I not be making least it? Surprised. Oh, it's such like a next season, one. if we're talking about Amari Cooper, I'd go like, yeah, that's not surprising. Um, I, I, gosh, this is tough. Cause I can't, I can't go the top five. Cause they're clear and obvious. The number one receivers. I even Kenny Galladay. I'm going to go Chris Godwin. Yeah, that's valid. Go Chris Godwin. That's, that's who I got to go with. Um, I like Godwin and Evans both a lot. Um, and I just don't see, I, I don't know. Godwin is a great receiver. Uh, he does fit the Tom Brady play style, but I I wouldn't be surprised if there's other um, young receivers. I wouldn't be surprised if Godwin, Evans, and Cooper Cup don't make this top 10. Because I can see players wow. Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, um, like you said, Keenan Allen, I think, can make Shut up. Ten. Nope. Uh, nope. Adam Thielen, potentially. Yeah, I can but see that. I 
I can see where Tom Brady wants to they play it too safe and they just don't put up the big fantasy numbers. Yeah, yeah, I could see that as well. Well, that's a good answer. Uh, yep. A little beating around the bush, good, hey, but good I, thank you. Thank you. I'm proud of that one. Uh, well, Andrew, that rounds up our uh, rounds out our wide receiver blitz episode, rounding out our top 10 players. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. If you like what you heard, or even if you didn't, we'd really appreciate it if you would give us a positive review, give us a listen on really whatever platform you're using to listen to us. We really do appreciate the feedback. That's what helps. That's what's helping us grow and being able to deliver these episodes to you. Please check out our website. Andrew is working hard. Brendan's working hard. Working hard I'm hardly working. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you with our next episode which will be a blitz episode on the running back position. We'll break down the top 10 and we will see you then.